Hello everyone, and welcome to On the Stoa. My name is John, and together, let's dive into a philosophy that has nurtured and guided the greatest men and women of history and see how we can use it to live a more meaningful life. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, I hope you get something out of it. Last week, we discussed the topic of journaling and how journaling can provide a myriad of benefits for your life. This week, since my main listening demographic are young adults, we'll be discussing the topic of college, its relation to stoicism, and how you can use the philosophy to better your college education and experience. Now, without further ado, let's get started. So, college. The big shebang that everyone and their mom says will be the place that will guarantee success in life. As debatable as that statement is, college can have a profound change on and in one's life. So how exactly do these post-secondary buildings of education relate to the philosophy of Stoicism? The answer is in what college is and what it provides. Let's take a look at three of them. The first one on our list is that college is a place where you can widen your range of knowledge. Back in the show's first episode, the one on perception, I noted that a way you can better your perception is to choose wise impressions, to get your information from reputable sources. College is a place where you can do just that. You're taught how to research, you read textbooks, and are also often required to use journal databases to cite your essays and papers. Although college may be expensive, the things you can learn there from books, faculty, staff, or other students is immense. You could also gain new insights and perspectives on things you once only had one standpoint on, and this gives you the ability to make more and have more informed decisions and opinions. The second relation between college and stoicism is that it's a place where you can learn about who you are and how you act in certain situations where the stakes aren't as high. Although the consequences of certain actions are more severe in college than in high school, the stakes in college aren't as high as when you've got your degree and you're working in your career. College is a place where you, can, where you can discover who you are, what you like to do, what you don't like to do, and what kind of person you want to be. Among the therapy and counseling community, methods such as exposure therapy are used to help remedy and heal certain anxieties and mental health disorders. Essentially, you're exposing yourself to a little bit of the source of anxiety and getting comfortable with it. Over time, you can get to a point where if you happen to deal with something that triggers that anxiety, it's more manageable. It's the same with college. Here, you can find out how much you respond to certain situations, such as confrontation, loss, fear, injustice, and much more. The stakes here can be low, such as a friendship or a test grade, whereas in the real world, things such as your house, finances, or maybe something such as the custody of your kids are at stake. College is a place where you can work on yourself, temper your mind and body, and set yourself on the course of being the best you can be, all before the bar is raised even further upon graduation. Our third relation on the list is similar to our second one, in that college is a place that you can build good habits and develop virtues needed for a good life. You are essentially starting out small and working on the things that will help cultivate the drive needed to manage the big things. In the same way that a credit company won't hand you a large line of credit when you get your first credit card, your body isn't going to just 
give you all the discipline and effort needed to build a successful life. You're going to have to train and cultivate those parts of you that are disciplined, enduring, and virtuous. And like with exposure therapy, you'll be given small opportunities to do just that, whether it be time management, budgeting the snack points on your cafeteria card, or even helping another classmate with a difficult math problem. These are small things, but they'll help build the wherewithal needed to do things such as starting a business, budgeting your income, paying your mortgage and your bills, taking care of and protecting your family, or even remaining strong when the troubles and vileness of life attack from left, right, and center. College, if used correctly, can be a place where you can improve yourself and become a person that is ready to take on what the world has in store. But college and its relation to stoicism doesn't just end at the aforementioned. In fact, stoicism can be used to improve your college experience, and we'll discuss some ways as to how it can after this short break. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Let's take a look at some of the ways that stoicism can aid you in your college experience and education, starting first with the stoic disciplines. Now, if you remember the first few episodes of the show, we talked about the Stoic Disciplines. Perception, Action, and Will. Let's start with Perception. Perception is how we choose to interpret the external world. Like a photograph, it can reflect the true nature of the world, or it can be besmirched with things that cause the photograph to not reflect the world in an accurate manner. In using the discipline of Perception, Work on critically analyzing the work and education that you're doing and learning in the material that you're studying. The world isn't black and white, and by conducting critical analysis and gathering objective information, you're ensuring that your perception on the world or field of study is more objective and accurate. The discipline of action is how we choose to act in the external world, where we can either increase our section of the world's harmony or disharmony. This discipline helps to ask and answer the question of what kind of person do I want to be? As a college student, you can use the discipline of action in joining study groups, being a productive student, doing volunteer work, or anything that makes your area of influence better. You don't have to be a Mother Teresa, but doing things that are helpful around your community will surely make it, you, and your college experience better. Now, the discipline of will is how we choose to view and react to events that happen to us that are outside of our control. This is different from the discipline of action in that we cannot directly control what is happening to us. Let me give an example. Recently, the state of Texas went through a severe winter storm, the likes of which the state was just not prepared for. Power outages affected the whole state, and many universities had to cancel in-person classes until the problem was fixed. My university was one of them. But not only did we have to deal with the power outage and the snow, my city was also under a do not drink advisory, as the city's water was heavily contaminated by industrial chemicals and metals. In spite of all this, I and other students that were taking online classes still had assignments that needed to be turned in. Many of our professors didn't give extensions and required us to turn in our work right then and there. I couldn't control the storm, the outages, the water crisis, nor the professor's ability to give us extensions. It was all out of my control. So, what did I do? I found a place on campus that had power and warm shelter, sat down, and worked on my assignments. I realized that I still had a choice as to what I could do. I could complain and waste time sulking about the assignments, or I could, 
despite my annoyance about this whole situation, get the work done. I chose to do the latter. This here is the discipline of will, choosing how to react and view uncontrollable situations. Now, of course, things won't always be this extreme. It may just be that your professors give you a ton of assignments, such that you've no time to relax except for sleeping. Maybe the cafeteria was supposed to be serving your favorite mac and cheese and instead chose to serve Brussels sprouts. What do you do? How do you react? Now, as I've mentioned in recent episodes, a way that the agent Stokes thought that this could best be done was through virtue, primarily the chief virtues, wisdom, courage, justice, and temperance. Let's take a look at them and see how they can be of use in college. First on our list is the virtue of wisdom. Taking the time to think about the situation and then acting in a manner that is good, just, and right. Here's an example. Let's say a friend that you share a class with asks you to give him the answers to a few math problems that he doesn't know how to solve. Telling him the answers whilst the professor is looking would be pretty quick, but if he caught y'all, you'd get in trouble for just giving him the answers. The virtue of wisdom in this situation would be looking at the facets of what's going on, the effects of your actions, and then making a choice. In this case, since he doesn't know it, maybe you could try teaching him how to solve the problem, be it during or after the class. As the saying goes, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach a man a fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Next on the list is courage. Being able to do what is right in spite of the emotions you feel, be it fear, hate, anger, anxiety, sadness, or you name it. As another example, let's say your significant other lets you drive their car to class for the day. On the way home, you accidentally scratched their car. You know that they'll probably be mad at you for scratching their car, and you're afraid of the potential repercussions. So what do you do? The virtue of courage is owning up to your mistake in spite of that fear. You can't control the storm of the situation or how they're going to react. You have the control over the reaction, choices, and decisions that you make. In this case, telling them what happened. Next, we have the virtue of justice. Doing what's right, regardless if you're the one doing it alone or everyone is against you. Let's say that your best friend comes to you asking for a place to stay because they've left their abusive partner or they've been assaulted. The just thing to do in this situation is to take them in and help support them and aid them in the process of bringing the perpetrator or abuser to justice. Now, as a question for you, the listener, to think and answer, let's give another example. Let's say that you're working a campus job as an IT assistant. You find out that your coworker found a way to view their professor's grading sheets and change his or her grades. What do you do? Finally, we have the virtue of temperance, the virtue of self-control, self-discipline, and moderation. There are various ways one can use this in college, so let's name off a few. When it comes to using the virtue of temperance, you can use it in situations such as when you choose to save your snack points instead of spending them on a morning coffee. When you choose to finish a paper that's due in a couple days instead of bar hopping with your friends. Now, let me note real quick that neither of these options are bad, but as a reminder, you're in college to get a degree. When you choose to stick with the diet, budget, or workout regimen that you created. Or when you decide against having a drink at a party because you have to drive home. Don't drink and drive, kids. These virtues are ways that we can wield the stoic disciplines and be better students and people. Whether you're an undergrad or graduate, Practicing the Stoic virtues can guide you to building the habits needed for a fruitful, successful, and meaningful life. Like in the journaling episode, 
It doesn't matter how or when you start, but that you start and keep going. As Marcus Aurelius said in Meditations 4.33, quote, Then what should we work for? Only this. Proper understanding, unselfish action, truthful speech. A resolve to accept whatever happens as necessary and familiar, flowing like water from that same source and spring. End quote. Thank you for tuning in to On the Stoa, and I'll talk to you next time for another episode. Take care of yourself, and be well.